your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Logan Thompson calls on Paul Cotter to score the shootout winner. VGK misses some players in Columbus and the Vegas Golden Knights special teams against the Blue Jackets. And it is all ahead right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome. I liked it, Tony. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> A good open there. <laughs> <laughs> I got your attention. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, and of course, Lockdown Golden Knights on YouTube. Please subscribe and leave those very important comments, which make us laugh on the daily. Okay, so VGK, Chris, wins that seventh round shootout last night to defeat the Blue Jackets in Columbus. You got to feel, you know, first thing I thought of was that 14-round shootout maybe did help the VGK when they played in the exhibition season against the Kings. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we had after Nick Waugh and Jack Eichel missed uh, uh, the first shootout uh, shots. Jonathan Marshall connects. It's the first shootout goal in 22 attempts. Remember, they finished the season last year uh, where they missed their final 19. And Marshall uh, tied that shootout um, with the goal. And then uh, there were seven consecutive misses. The door was open for VGK to win that game. And uh, suddenly we see Logan Thompson in one of the funniest and most epic moves imaginable. Savage. Uh, he takes off the blocker, right, didn't he? And then he puts the stick under his arm, and then he signals 4-3, four, 4-3, three, four, three, and signals to the bench. That's Paul Cotter's number that he wants Cotter to come in for that shootout. Cotter. Of course, to finish the script, he delivers. He scores the goal. Uh, why did Bruce Cassidy listen to Logan Thompson, number one? And Cassidy, after the game, said that he's never seen this happen before. So what is it? Um, major League, right? We're going to Jake Taylor. We're going to go with the old number one. Now we have the old 43 here. And uh, I'm not sure is it which way. I, I don't know if I'm mirrored or not. But either way, you, you follow what I'm doing here, friends. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. It, it's fun it's goofy and a couple things Cassidy did mention he doesn't really stick around for the shootouts at the end of practice and there's more important things for the coach to do don't read too much into that one but you know there's trust there right and he did mention in his uh, post-game presser that players were actually calling for him sooner and he's like well I don't know I don't really watch a whole lot so it's like okay um but listen he put some faith in LT there and, and this is twice for LT right LT is two for two in his coaching debut, the first time <laughs> against the Edmonton Oilers, telling Mark Stone where to go on the penalty shot. Five and then now he's yeah. calling out, uh, you know, players for the for the shootout and stuff. So I, I feel like Logan Thompson should just fill out the card before the game in case the team does go to a shootout. But uh, unheralded, we can't get too deep into that talking about the shootout without mentioning March or so and the fact that his goal saved the game. And also I did notice Cassidy made a point to single that out as well. So I might be reading too much into this, which that's our job as media and doing this. We're supposed to overthink things, I guess. But 
Marchessault gets, I'm still breathing a little weird. I got to take a second every now and then. But the point being is Marchessault has the issues on Friday night, gets benched for a little while. And Saturday, Cassidy comes back and starts line two. Now Cassidy in the postgame presser makes it a point to single out Marchessault. And as he should, Marchy did save the game and keep the game going. But, you know, we're going to read into this a little bit, and that's what we do here. And I do wonder if there was maybe some type of tension, I guess you can call it. And there's going to be tension. There's going to be tension when teams are winning, when teams are losing. It's part of the process. It's part of the process, part of the of the season and the harmony and everything that goes into a winning or losing NHL season. So maybe there is a little bit of tension between Coach Cassidy and March or so. And credit Cassidy for trying to say the right things and put Marchie back in a place to succeed, I guess, and give him credit. Yeah, so we also know that Logan Thompson has seen Cotter down at the AHL level, so he knows what he can do, his capabilities. Uh, I was curious to get your feedback on the creativity. Remember last year, no creativity on the penalty shots. And what were your thoughts? Besides Phil Kessel? Um, <laughs> we'll Phil Kessel, what did you say? I, you said say? Besides, I said besides Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, but last night you tweeted out, what, one for ten career? <laughs> No, not career, just over the last six years. Oh. It didn't go back to oh, career, over six where years. I found. That's fine. But point being is he gets 1.25, you know, you know, whatever the math works out to be, or 1.3 shootout attempts a season. And there's a reason for that. And fine, whatever. <laughs> but now Cassidy did have a plan, though, he mentioned. He liked the looks of the right-handed shooters. That's why he went back-to-back with Stone and Kessel. So there was a thought process there beyond – Let's put Phil Kessel out there and pray for rain. Cause that's what it felt like to me when I was borrowing the Columbus Blue Jackets feed that froze, but we had the audio still. So me and my son were still enjoying the, the last few shooters, obviously. And of course we enjoyed the result, but putting Kessel out there, I thought that was a little um, interesting and at least there was a reason. So we'll give it that and we'll move forward. But I did mention last night that there were other options on the bench before Kessel being, you know, uh, Carlson, Riley Smith, Paul Cotter, the equipment manager and chance, all players that might have had better success than Phil Kessel in his shootouts. No disrespect, Phil Kessel, but that's just not it's not his thing. He's not a shootout. No, guy. no, no disrespect. Equipment. Um, and you mentioned the creativity. And that's the thing. You know, it's just you and the goalie. It's a very strange, lonely feeling out there. And, you know, you go down there, you get a shot, you miss. OK, you got your opportunity, but you go for that deke, you go for that forehand, backhand. When you miss a, a spot like that, it hits a little bit differently, right? It hits a little bit differently. There is some some level of embarrassment, I guess you can say. You know, you feel like you might have let the team down and things like that versus going down and just ripping one, you know, low. Um, Jack Eichel, a beautiful for, uh, backhand forehand move that I thought was a goal on the replay because it was weird. I couldn't tell where it landed. And then the first replay I saw, I'm like, ooh, let's take a closer look at this. And unfortunately, he went bar down, but not bar, not bar down enough. He got the bar. Uh, Nick Wah had the goalie absolutely beat. And if you watch that one in slow motion, the puck goes on edge right before he makes his backhand forehand move. So there was some scouting in this shootout going with this many righties and all of them going forehand or excuse me, going backhand forehand. And then Cotter does the opposite going uh, forehand backhand to uh, shut the door. Yeah, and I just thought, you know, in that uh, series there, that uh, Danell uh, Tarasov was was good as well. They both were really good. Of course, good. It's, a VGK, it's a goalie going against VGK in the shootout. They're greats. They're all greats. 
27 straight. But to his credit, though, Tarasov last night, 27 consecutive saves in the game. Uh, well, Tarasov was great. Tarasov was yeah, great. He's a big goaltender, too, and he takes up a lot of space. That was a good game after it was boring early on, and then VGK scores the two goals, and then, you know, here we go again. Uh, they just cannot maintain the lead. Uh, why do you feel that the Golden Knights couldn't hang on to that two to nothing lead? So we got a couple things happening. One, another third period lead blown game still won, giving up a point to the Eastern Conference. No big deal there, but it's still something to monitor. Let's go back to season one. How often did that team cough up a third period lead? I don't know if it happened and if it did, it might've just been once throughout the entire season. And they had a lot of third period leads. That was the identity of that team on top of the four checking on top of the aggressive play. They were a shutdown team. Right now, the season six Vegas Golden Knights, yes, this is our 17th win and what are we, 17, six and one or something like that now? Correct, yeah. Phenomenal record, phenomenal record, but we are not a shutdown team for the moment. Hopefully it's going to get better. Um, and this is something that I've said, and Cassidy also does say it, and I do agree with this statement. It's tough to win in the NHL. Yes, you have your teams on top like Boston and Vegas and New Jersey and Seattle. Awesome to say that. You have your teams on the bottom, such as Arizona, such as St. Louis, such as Columbus. Two of the three of those teams actually beat you. One out of three of those teams beat us, and the other team you know, took us the distance. And even the Arizona game, we might talk about that tomorrow a little bit. That's kind of where I feel I felt this VGK team was a bit exposed. But back to my point, these are still the 32 best teams, not in North America, not in, you know, not in the continent, but in the entire world. It is hard to win in this league, and you're without Petrangelo. You're without Nick Howden. You have Ben Hutton out there all of a sudden as your line one defensive pairing, and you're going to you're gonna go backwards a little bit there, but it's tough to win in the NHL. It's best on best, and you have to give credit to every single team that takes the ice, whether they're on pace for 47 points or 48 points like the Anaheim Ducks are right now. Oh my goodness, when I saw that yesterday. Um or teams that are in pace to go into the one teens like the Vegas Golden Knights are. Any team, any night can win. You can run into a Daniil Tarasov, who you never really knew much about, but he came in there and had a great effort. That's that's hockey, and that's the fun about hockey. That's what makes it exciting. You have to enjoy both sides of it. I know. Once again, you cited bad ice in that extra. In the oh, show. I meant it last night, too. I I, I actually, I, I know we joke about uh, about bad ice. Um, William, my, my buddy William, uh, who's a fellow um, co-worker of mine, I guess we can call it on, on the whatnot app, slinging cards, but a uh, shout out to William Conlin. Uh, he's always texting me during the games, heavy ice, heavy ice, heavy ice. And uh, <laughs> you know, so um, that's but, yeah, the, the, the Chevaliers or whatever they call them over there in Columbus, they, well, they might've missed a couple of spots on the VGK side of the ice. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say it was as bad as was it the new, the new England Patriots when there was all that snow and yeah. all of a sudden, here's a snowblower going out there that and makes a, a good old right turn and goes perfectly where the kick is going to go. I'm not going to say it was that bad, but you know, maybe it was just some bad luck. It's rigged, Tony. It was rigged. It was rigged. And Logan Thompson, I just want to talk about his confidence because, you know, he makes that save in the shootout, jumps up and holds up 4-3. And he was th- uh, you know, he was thinking it before the shot, too. That's the well, thing. of course, like that's what I'm saying. And you know, he wanted them all along, and then he's like, he just signals to the bench. Cassidy says he's never seen anything quite like this, but again, it just shows me his confidence. And uh, shout out to Russ Dizzle, 
uh, one of our good followers there on Lockdown uh, Golden Knights. And uh, he had pointed it out. And then I went on the stream and I, I rolled it back. I rewound it. And there it is. He just holds up the four and the three signals to the bench. Coach, I want to go home. Put Cotter out there. <laughs> but look at his confidence level. Like to do something like that. And again, you know, he's starting to really blend in with his team. Uh, he's shown, again, leadership skills. And he's also keeping his team loose. I mean, if, if I were to see that, I'd be like, and I'm Cotter. I'm like, let's put this game away. This is great. You know, yeah, I mean, the bench, listen, is, bench is howling, you know, but it's funny and it's fun. And that they were loose. They were loose for once is what I'm getting at. Right. And the team, I think, for this entire season, even through this little, you know, ups and downs like we've had in the last couple of games, the team is loose. You watch them. You watch the practices. You watch the interviews. I'm around the players. I'm around Cassidy. It is a very loose team. I have nothing to compare it to because I wasn't doing this to this level the last couple of years, but well, and you haven't done it with Cassidy either though. Right. No. And that's fair also, but you can just see it. There is, you know, they're sticking up for each other. Even in that terrible loss uh, Saturday against Vancouver, Marchie's out there doing his thing. Colasar is out there. Actually Colasar, that, that was a good fight. He, he actually got some good punches in that one. So credit Coley for, uh, for doing and what nice, he needs to nice do. Nice boarding penalty too, Coley. Nice boarding penalty. <clears throat> yeah. Well, night. there's that, you know, there's that. I mean, that's going to happen. He's a goon. He's a goon. But the team is loose, the team is relaxed, and it's fun. When they're having fun, good things happen. Season one, they had a ton of fun, and they haven't had that much fun since then, really. And watching this, it's it's a joy to watch. They're working hard. They're working hard for each other. And listen, it's it's a weird win on a, on a Monday night. Again, only one day between games. Now VGK actually gets time to get a couple of practices in right now. I don't know the last quote-unquote practice they've had that wasn't sandwiched between a you know between a, a an off day between games that's what I was getting at right now they'll have at least one if not two full practices here to in coach uh, coach Cassidy's words work on some things we got to work on some things right now and it's a long season and that was their it was not their 10th game in six days it was the other way around it was their sixth game in 10 days I was I was tired also it was my uh it was my uh, sixth game in 10 days, so what can I say? So good call for a couple followers that caught that. I, I thought I got the correction up before the follower got me, but I think I was just a second or two. Caught you on that? Toronto. Man, they're really paying attention. paying attention. I know, yeah. this is fun. This is great. <laughs> they, this is good. Really it, it makes waking up early and uh, sucking down all this coffee worth it. <laughs> I really wanted LT to take <laughs> to take a shot there in the shootout round. It's like if he could scout this, he could definitely – figure out a way to score. There should be a rule. If it goes 10 rounds, the goalies each got to take a shot. That's all. Goalies are the 11th shooter. That salty play-by-play guy on uh, Columbus TV, who is kind of sneaky good, right? I kind of enjoyed the call. Uh, but uh, he did point out one thing. Uh, they did point out something on the uh, the telecast that I wanted to ask you about. He said that they, they were playing a lot of individual hockey. And then as soon as they said that, the VGK – you could see it. You could see it there um, through most of the second and third periods where they were just taking it into the zone and then shooting it. It was it, it was a lot of individual or ISO efforts by the VGK last night. And I don't know if you noticed it, but as soon as they started to mention it, I was like, yeah, they're not really sharing the puck very well. Yeah, I'm going back right now. So I, I didn't watch a ton of the – I didn't watch it too closely last night. I did happen to catch both first period goals. 
And I felt in the first period, like things were kind of okay as far as the chances and things went. It was just a kind of weird, but VGK seemed like to separate themselves as far as the better team. And then I was passively going up and back between that and the football game last night. Got to watch the fantasy and the bets and, you know, all that sort of thing. But I was going up and back and, now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of times they kind of come across the blue line, and now what do we do? You yeah, know, and maybe this is a spot where, yeah, right there. Just maybe stopped. this is a spot where Petrangelo is certainly, you know, in his 25 minutes a game, whatever the heck he's averaging right now. We miss that sort of thing. And his job is to rush the puck, it is to create the offensive opportunities from the blue line. You know, Ben Hutton, there's a there's a little bit of a gap between those two. So you're not going to get the same uh, the same output there, but they got a win, right? They did get a win. They grinded out the victory. They got two points on the road against not a great team that was absolutely decimated by injuries. So you would prefer to see them put them away. Uh, Vegas put Columbus away at some point, and they had a chance after the first period. They scored the first goal of the second period, and we're talking about a different game. We're not talking about uh, – Coach Logan Thompson setting the shootout lineup and things like that. And, you know, on the Thursday against Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. And let's see uh, if they can just get some rest and relaxation, and play a little bit better than they did last night. Uh, coming a up bit. next. This is going to be a yeah. lot better. Just a little bit even. Yeah. You talked about Alex uh, Petrangelo. We'll talk about him missing the game in Columbus. Jack Eichel was injured as well. We'll He's get fine. to that He's when we injured. return. He's not injured. He's got stitches, Tony. He's got stitches. It's a hockey player. We'll return with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds for every professional and amateur league that's out there from football to football, football, uh, basketball to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well, BetOnline. And uh, we are always the easiest, the fastest way to get all of your betting fix. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device as well to learn much more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick here. And uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And uh, again, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. So last night, Chris, Alex Petrangelo misses the game due to personal reasons. Uh, Brett Howden also was out of the lineup. You discussed, you talked a little bit about Ben Hutton. I played his first game in a while, you know, quite some time last night. Uh, game one, right? I think you played in the, and he's been Yeah, I since. think you played in the first game. I was just going to say, and then uh, we didn't see him forever. And then uh, let's talk about Jack Eichel. Uh, just again, I think that fans don't really appreciate, well, definitely the fans of Buffalo, uh, his effort when he gets injured, okay? Uh, I mean, he really took a wicked shot that went under the visor on a blast. Bad luck when that uh, happens. From, from Nick Hague. I mean, if anyone's going to rifle a shot, you don't want to get hit with a uh, Hager bomb. Hager bomb. They call Hager bomb. It? Okay, so you don't want to get hit with right one now. of those. And, and, you know, the crazy thing was when I watched that replay again and again, and Eichel was in such a very strange position uh, because he was tied up with a defender in front of the net, and he was sort of like leaning back and just he was hung out to dry. He really couldn't 
move his hands to, to protect himself. That thing just came, you know, he rifled that shot. But then we see uh, he returns. He leaves. It was his left eye, right? I think, yeah, that got a little bit chopped up and gashed. Um, it went right under the visor, uh, the puck, and immediately the blood started to come out, um, started spewing all over the ice, and then that's the cause for the bad ice. And then we saw Eichel go off, and then he came back, he returned. But I just, I, I really appreciate his toughness with his team. I do. I, I just think he's one of the toughest players because he had the broken hand last year uh, in the Florida game, and he comes back and plays. This, okay, whatever, let's just get back out there. No, your mic's not working right now. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, we cannot hear you. Did you turn your microphone off? All right, I just switched. Can you hear me right now? Now we got you. Now we got you. Welcome okay, back. Cool. All right, so welcome this back microphone to you and welcome back, to, Potter. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Welcome back. There we go. So, yeah, Jack Eichel is remarkable right now. And it's just, you know, he's a warrior. I mean, dude played with a broken thumb last season. After the neck surgery and everything, that went into all of that. And then now we look at, I mean, he takes a puck to the head under the visor and get a couple stitches, come right back out there. And that's why I was kind of joking. He's not hurt. He's fine. And I think you even sent me a message uh, last night saying, let's talk about uh, his injury. I said, he's not injured. This is not an injury. And this is what hockey players are all about. And I was actually uh, sitting with my wife, Amanda, this morning before the kids came down. And we were talking about, I don't know how this came up, but there's a funny video. If you simply go to YouTube, put in hockey coach hit by puck paper airplane or something like that. There's a soccer coach in one of the big leagues somewhere in Europe. Dude just sitting there and a paper airplane clips him. Okay. A paper airplane clips him. Guy looks around, realizes he was hit by something. Dude, dude goes down like he got hit in the head by a, by a two pound rock that came from the upper deck. Like that's what it looked like. He's holding himself. He's all injured. <laughs> then they go to Barry Trotz, NHL coach uh, Barry Trotz, on the on the on the bench, takes a puck right off the head. You see immediately, it just looks like he's got a he's got an antler or something. That's how hard it hit him. He just gets a towel and and just keeps going there. Or another one, Ovechkin, uh, actually in the Stanley Cup final, he takes a puck like right off the jaw on the bench. And there was another soccer player. He's okay. The soccer player is getting ready for the corner kick. Someone kicks the ball. It hits him like on his hip and the dude goes down and grabs his head and just like he's hurt. So, you know, just a little bit of fun there, but Jack Eichel is a warrior. Hockey players are warriors. This is what hockey players do. They don't fake injuries. They don't uh, go down in a heap every time someone touches them, because if you are known to be that person, what two things are going to happen. <clears throat> One, you're not going to get a call from a ref plain and simple, or they're going to get you with the old embellishments. You don't want the ref doing this to you and putting you in the box because that was a big thing for a while. And the second thing is you'll have a reason to go down because players will absolutely maul you, you know, code, unwritten, written, whatever it is, you will get your teeth knocked in if you start doing that nonsense. And going back to Jack Eichel, where this conversation started right now, Jack Eichel is remarkable on both sides of the puck right now. We see his offensive output. We see his numbers. We see the goals that he's scoring. He's out there on PK1 a lot right now. His back check is phenomenal. Uh, Coach Cassie did also, also talk about that in the postgame presser. So we are so fortunate for everything that Jack Eichel is to this team right now. 
He is the difference maker. You could put a letter on this guy. No questions asked. He has earned it right now. He's our leader. And if we are going to make that cup run and possibly uh, have a parade, it's going to be Jack Eichel that gets us there. Alec Martinez, I think, uh, had blocked last night. He's over 100 block shots now, which is incredible. Uh, there was a play in that game that I disputed heavily. Uh, they called an interference call. <laughs> it was on a back check by Martinez. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Didn't that catch was that, but yeah. And I, I'll take any liberty to last, you know, reps like you. And uh, so and Mark Stone, is everything okay with Mark Stone? He's been very ineffective. Uh, he's not getting – that push, I guess, if you will. He missed the net the other night. Last night, he was really not noticeable at all. First question, can you hear me right now? We can hear you. Loud okay, I have switched back to the, the microphone that normally works now. I was on, yeah, so. Technology, neither one of us are good at this. No, God, no, God, side. no, God, no. Or it on took, the podcast side. Hey, credit the- to Sean for, <clears throat> credit to Sean, who's, I guess, kind of our boss in the sense that he directs traffic for us. He was so patient with me trying to learn all this stuff and same here same you know here. so super crisis sean and we're, we're getting through it folks we're uh we are we are faking it till we make it right now oh yes 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 more so, coffee more coffee getting, this i'm getting actually my coffee reload right now for my wife yeah. this is amazing this is very Thank good you. i need it right sh- now i need it what Thank about you. the shot of whiskey yeah no, no. <laughs> shot <laughs> all right shot, so shot, cool. shots <laughs> um what were we talking about what was the topic we were talking about mark stone yeah so mark stone and um my buddy uh ray another uh another person i've met through uh, my card world out here we become friends chatting up ray watches every single show and listens and feedback and we gab about it and he says you know the best things about you tony wow he's actually the one that gave you the fog He's Bam. the one that actually sent you that fog <laughs> that you missed a while back. So that was that uh, was tremendous. He that doesn't was like tremendous. Twitter. So the fact that you convert him to Twitter, that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Mark Stone, Mark Stone. Mark Stone. So in effect, thank you. No, you caught me there because I forgot ice. again. I forgot Bad again. Ice. Yeah. Bad ice. Yes. Um, he's the one of the ones about maybe a week ago that kind of said Mark Stone doesn't necessarily look well out there. And my first response was, Mark Stone's not a fast skater. And he, I mean, listen, he's an NHL world-class skater. Let's be clear about this. But he is not going to beat you in a race. He's not going to, you know, do these dazzling moves. Although I did notice early in the season, Mark Stone was having some creativity in space with the puck, actually trying to make individual efforts to beat players, which is something not in his wheelhouse. So the fact that he had that confidence to try that early in the season you go to right now, and he's not necessarily doing as much of that. He's getting there on the back check. He's playing good defense, which is probably the strength of his game, being a fantastic two-way player. Um, he did have a couple goals in what the Edmonton game, and outside of that, he doesn't come across as being over, overly noticeable right now. Difference being, someone like Stone will have stretches of games where he's not noticeable. That doesn't mean he's not doing the little things out there, playing defense, back checking whatever he talks to his players about on the bench in the locker room, he's the leader. He's the captain for a reason. So he is still earning his paycheck every game. Same sentence. Yes. You know, he's got some wear and tear. He had a lot of injuries last year. He had something removed out of his back that just looked disgusting from what I've heard. So, you know, it's going to take some time, I think for him to get completely back to where he wants to be. But now we're 20 something games in, we're getting to that point in the season where, you know, like the NFL, they mentioned this, especially come playoffs, nobody's healthy. Nobody is fully healthy. And probably come about game 40 or 50, 
that's kind of when we can start saying that about the NHL players too. And definitely once of the playoffs, you know, get one or two rounds in. Yeah. I thought uh, last night uh, we thought that, well, what is the injury first of all with Brett Howden? Do we know that? I thought lower body is the only thing that we heard. I don't recall specifically if, um, I mean, you, you get upper body or lower body unless it's this big, crazy season-ending injury. So I don't specifically recall. I thought lower body is the only thing we heard, but if I'm wrong, uh, someone can correct me. Uh, the one thing that Stone has added uh, is I think he plays very well at that bumper position on the power play. He's just very strong, plants himself in front of the net and does a lot of the dirty work there. I think that's something that we needed to point out. Uh, about Columbus last night, uh, I thought that they did a very good job early on in the contest where they were just shutting down the passing lanes. Um, and it was very noticeable. And again, it was just a lot of individual efforts. And this is perhaps why they blew that two goal lead. They couldn't go from two to three goals in the contest. And so I think that's something that we need to watch here as uh, this road trip continues. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, sure. It's hard to win the NHL with that. Right. We got to, we'll, we'll, we have to say that all the time, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to win the Stanley cup. Someone's got to have that strong regular season. And, you know, that only goes so long, right? That only goes so long. If we're eking out victories on the road all season long against bad teams, you know, call it what it is, teams that are injured, then sure. That could be something to be concerned about, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I know uh, there's concern right now in Vegas was at 17, six and one, 10, one and one on the road, if I'm not mistaken right now. Ten, one so and one. if you're going to win, uh, you know, 10 out of every 11 games you play on the road, you're going to have a good season, especially come that, playoffs. So, you know, mm-hmm. that crowd last night was non-existent too. It wasn't like there was a huge home ice advantage. They only started to cheer. You could only, Unless they didn't turn up their crowd mic or something, but it, I couldn't even hear much of the crowd last night. Credit the engagement there. Credit Columbus, I believe. Um, when they played in the playoffs, they they show up in the playoffs. They definitely show up. I the first time I remember seeing that, I thought they took, and we could be going back four, five, six years now. I mean, we got to dig pretty deep here. But when they played the Pittsburgh Penguins, I just remember insane crowds there, and it was exciting. It was playoff hockey. Something obviously. Uh, a little bit newer for Columbus and, you know, but it's, it's no T-Mobile. It's no T-Mobile. And VGK is pretty put, cool. The can's cool. I like that. VGK should have put this team away much earlier, much sooner. Yes. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, they had that really nice tic-tac-toe goal in the contest. Uh, did uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Gaudreau was, at, was sick still battling a virus or flu. And uh, they, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, this Columbus team was missing uh, six or more players, including a couple of goaltenders. And yeah, that's a team that they definitely should have put away a lot sooner in the game. Uh, When we return, we'll talk about, uh, we'll rate VGK special teams. We'll talk about their performance so far. Don't go away right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. For your next listen, make sure that you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It is the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And Chris, 
Uh, I wanted to make mention of special teams, you know, because this obviously was a major um, collapse the other night, colossal collapse against Vancouver, where the VGK gave up three power play goals Uh, last night. First of all, on the power play, uh, they in four chances, they took they got just six shots on that. Oh, there was something really cool too. FanDuel does, um, they have an over under, right, on their app, which they put, you know, a little advertisement uh, on the screen. FanDuel, number of shots attempted in the game last night. I really like that one. It was 115 and a half, and I believe it went over. We knew it because we, we thought it was going to be a high scoring game, but there were a lot of shots, not shots on goal, actual shots taken. I've seen them. Um... A good Super Bowl. Did they prop. do that somewhere? Um, I've seen like a good Super Bowl prop where it would be VGK shots versus one of the team's points overall scored for the Super Bowl game before. I've seen that every year. It's that's kind of fun right there. But um the actual actual shots, not shots on goal. Right. No, shot attempts. That's interesting because that's also could be an arbitrary, you know, not necessarily right. a subjective number too. But <laughs> right. If you have action up there in the uh, statistical booth, oh, of course, that was a shot. Yeah, that looks like a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like the hits, right? Just like the hits. Um, just like hits. So special teams. I mean, this is a concern right now. I'll just kind of jump in here to what I found. First of all, here's where VGK stands currently as far as the penalty kill goals. 24th in the league, 24th in the league. Uh, as far as the division goes, Vanaheim, wow, that's interesting. Uh, Vancouver and Anaheim and Seattle actually <laughs> have, and Edmonton all have worse penalty kills. So the, uh, the Honda Pacific cannot kill a penalty to save its <laughs> life. Unfortunately, um, on the power play side right now, VGK is 20th place. Looking back at the, Pacific teams that are lower. I can't say it again. I can't. Anaheim is the only, and Calgary are the only teams in the Pacific that are worst. So let's dig in a little bit to the teams that do well as far as their overall penalty kill and power play stats goes. Um, Colorado, let's see, which stat is that? I don't know. They looks like they led the league in power play last year. Teams that had deep runs, the Rangers, uh, Edmonton, all teams near in Tampa, all teams near the top overall as far as as far as power plays go. Going back to the previous season, Colorado, Boston, Boston, Bruce Cassidy, Boston, Tampa, uh, New York Islanders, all teams that had deep runs. Now uh, going back to even the season before that, Edmonton, Calgary, Florida, Tampa, Dallas, Boston, Colorado, all teams amongst the top 10 that had deep runs. Looking on the other side, on the penalty kill side right now, teams that have had decent runs. Um, the Flames were decent on the kill. Edmonton was actually good on the kill. Colorado, the Rangers, all teams in the top 10. Uh, the season before that, this is where Montreal knocked us out. Yikes. But Montreal had a spectacular penalty kill, as did Minnesota, as did Tampa, as did Colorado. So point being, you don't see too many teams in the NHL that have success that are down in 20th and 24th place, not respectfully. It is not respectful where the Vegas Golden Knights are right now on special teams. And that is the sum of those things that do need to get worked on right now because if the Golden Knights are going to make a Stanley Cup run, you have to be successful on the special teams as the stats don't lie. I'd be curious how far back you have to go 
if ever, to see a team that was ranked 20th or lower on both sides on the kill and the power play that had a run to the conference final. Forget even winning the cup, a run to the conference final. And I'd wager it's maybe happened less than a handful of times, if ever. Interesting. And last night, it was the VGK penalty kill against the 30th-ranked power play. And the PK for the Golden Knights uh, turned out that that one sequence where uh, they had two shots, you know, on goal, breakaways, right? And then Eichel uh, drew the penalty um, uh, the third time, I think, down the ice. I think it was three times there um, just on the, the breakaway. And they, they should have scored a goal there uh, in that sequence, but they did not. But, yeah, but at least they were getting the breakouts last night, too, on the PK. I mean, sure. Um, and you, you wondered, um, this This was being talked about all night on all the various uh, social platforms, but you wondered how VGK was going to replace Petrangelo, and they had a plan. Theodore was going to play the whole power play. That's all. Yeah, We're the, still Theodore, Theodore was out, out there. there. I thought I saw, uh, I, I saw McNabb on the PK, or no? Uh, McNabb would be the PK. If they put McNabb on the power play, um, yeah. that means... He was uh, on the PK, right? Yeah, that means a chance, and the equipment manager could be on the power play, but... <laughs> You know, Pet- uh, Shea Theodore and Shea Theodore actually had some nice runs. We mentioned individual individual efforts uh, by the Columbus broadcast. It felt like Shea Theodore at some point wanted to take over that game in the third. Just kind of started taking some more chances and things like that. And Shea Theodore has earned the respect and the trust to do that sort of thing as well. I'm just curious what the story is with Alex Petrangelo and how long he's going to be out. It didn't sound good. The VGK intermission, uh, just that we hope everything's okay with yes. him and his family. Yes. And yes. that is cause for concern. Yeah. I mean, um, a, a player missing night. just a game randomly, kind of last second. Let me, you wonder how long they actually knew about this, but you hope everything is okay. Obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're out here making light of a lot of things, but, you know, hockey is not that important, folks. Let's call it what it is. I, I'll tell you what, special teams, coach, special Logan teams, Thompson. Are I think Logan Thompson has to start working with the PK unit too now. I think that's his next step. He's got a future in coaching. Coach, Coach Thompson, Coach LT. It's the best. It's we awesome. thank everyone for tuning in today. Uh, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We're not going to run out of time today. We'll see you tomorrow right here. On Lockdown Golden Knights. You can say it slower if you want. I mean, if you really want to do this, geez, Tony.